Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. I'm talking with women who share their experiences and what they've learned. We talk about where they're taking action, where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, and how they're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling, and everybody has a story. So let's tell them to glorify God and share what we know. And I hope this podcast inspires and encourages other women to step out of their doubt, into their calling, and use their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. And that's you too, friend. In today's episode, Applying Your God-Given Passions to Everyday Life, I'm talking with my friend, Marnie Swedberg. She's an author, speaker, blog radio host, and she coaches, connects, and collaborates with godly women all over the world. Marnie is passionate about helping women understand how God created them uniquely and how they can apply that to their everyday lives. She was a joy to talk with and her insight, wisdom, and love for Jesus is so evident. I know what Marnie has to say will inspire and encourage you. So listen in while I have a chat with Marnie Swedberg. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome my friend, Marnie Swedberg. She's a coach and a collaborator for Godly Women Worldwide. And as a keynote speaker at Christian Women's Conferences, Marnie circumnavigates the globe online and in person, bringing perspective, transformation, deep spiritual healing, and hope. Helping women reach women for Christ. That's amazing. And she's also the author of 13 books and the host of a number one ranked and featured blog talk radio show, and the founder and director of womenspeakers.com. So I'd love to hear more about that, Marnie. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Doris. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It's so exciting. I'm glad to talk with you, and you have quite a lot going on. I love the name of your podcast, Fierce Calling. I can so relate to that. that (laughs) When God taps you, it's usually... um, usually like over your head and way too big for you. And that's how he always wants it to be something that will increase our dependence on him. Nice. Well, thank you so much for that description. That's, that's a great way to explain it. So how has this whole change up in life of the COVID and different ways that we have to do things? How has that changed the way you reach people? Wow, it's been a hugely big change for me because working with over a thousand speakers and then thousands of planners, of course, every event was shut down. So this changed just everything. And it actually provided me with a tremendous amount of extra time that I usually didn't have, that I was usually either speaking or preparing or working with the website, uh, managing that and working with the planners and speakers. It changed everything. And God just really used it. I I wrote a a trilogy called the Heaven Trilogy. It's an Amazon short read, which was just came out earlier this year now. And then also have been working on other projects that I have wanted to do forever, Doris, and never had time. And this year there was time to do those things. So It's just starting to come back now where planners are starting to look forward to Christmas in 2021 and book some engagements. You know, last year, 2019, I actually solo circumnavigated the globe. I spoke 35 times in six conferences, four countries, all by myself, traveled around the world. And this year, my wings were just clipped at home. And, you know, it's okay. Wherever God has us, that's where he has us. And wherever we are, that's where he is. 
Mm. So it doesn't really matter. It's just different. Yes. Amen to that. Boy, when you were explaining all of the places that you were going and everything, it was like, whoo, Marnie, you did need this little <laughs> time of being able to recoup, regather, and, and get some things done that you yeah. had probably put on the back burner, right? Aside for a while. Well, I think we all have those things that, you know, in the back of our heads, we're like, I really would love to do this, but there just isn't time. And this yeah. year, because of COVID-19, Mm. Look, there has been time to do some of those. So it's been really fun. I've, I've kept on getting up early and working all day long the mm. whole time. And it's just been fun to see all of these different things get done. Yeah, that's almost like having permission to go ahead and do it. Yeah, if you could say it's like a, it's like a going to work vacation. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not doing your normal things at work. You're doing different things, but you're still going to work. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Makes so much sense. So I always love to ask my mm. guests this question, uh, where you're taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Mm. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to it. The fall booking season for speakers is really busy, mm. uh, usually. And I'm curious how this fall will be. You know, if planners will come out like normal and, and book speakers like usual, I will see. Um, so we always do a specific trainings for speakers and planners in the fall to help launch the fall. It's kind of like a new ministry year starts in the fall for ministries because a lot of women's ministries take the summers off right? or have a very scaled back summertime program. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like starting the school year starts the women's ministry calendar again in full mm -hmm. steam. So kind of looking forward to all that. And then in October, we'll be doing the annual uh, kickoff for the holiday shortcuts program, which is a national gathering of women online where I train holiday shortcuts and then there are small groups and you do a recipe exchange and all that kind of stuff is really, really fun for me. I kind of all over the board. I love to just help women understand how God created them uniquely and then how to actually apply that to everyday life. Mm, I love that. That is perfect for fierce calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like how you do that annually to help women have those shortcuts around yeah. the time that could be one of the most stressful times of the year if we don't watch because we want to be like the navigating perfection with everything we do and with the holidays yeah. and everything like that. So tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get started in doing what you're doing now, Marnie? Hmm. Well, I suppose I call myself a mentor to millions of women around the world is what, what the kind of the tagline for me is. And I say that I accepted Christ at age four and at age 11, I was helping with children's church, with four-year-old children church. Mm -hmm. And I always think that that's kind of where I started mentoring younger women. <laughs> Yeah, good place and to start. So, you know, I think that we always think that we have to be old or so wise or something like that. But the reality is that somebody's watching your life, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, someone is watching your life and you are mentoring someone just by how you're living, even if it's unintentional. And so whether it's learning how to do the holidays with less stress uh, as you role model that for your children or grandchildren, or it's learning how to share your faith across the cultures and across the world or whatever it is. So I feel like God prepared me for what he has me doing now my whole life. And it's just really fun to walk it out and just see all the changes. And I always feel like I'm sitting on the back of a rocket ship learning something new that I can share, especially in the technology side of things. Everything changes so fast. 
And about 10 years ago, I remember telling God, I I think I'm too old to keep up with this. I can't, I can't process all this change all the time. And what he comforted me with, and I hope you guys can hear this because it's so important for all of us. He comforted me with the fact that no one knows everything Mm -hmm. and that he would teach me what I needed to know to accomplish what he created me to do. And that's all Mm -hmm. I needed to know. And then I could just go forward and just work hard and follow the fierce calling that he's got on my life and just do it with my whole heart. With him as the really huge safety net underneath me, I cannot fail. I love that. That is so encouraging. And I know a listener needed to hear that today too, (laughs) because we do tend to put a lot on ourselves and stress about if we're not able to do something on our own, but that is the whole thing is like, we need you know, the Holy Spirit can help us to, to do these things and move forward. And so he's really equipping us as we go too. And I like to think of the comparison between a human parent and God as our parent. Mm-hmm. So a human parent brings a helpless baby into the world and they have to do everything for that baby. But the goal is that by the age of about 18 years old, that child comes to a point of independence from his parents where he can go out and be a functioning and productive part of society. Mm -hmm. helping to carry the load of keeping everything going. Well, our relationship with God is just the opposite. From the time that we were teeny tiny, our favorite words were no and me do it myself. And we were very independent (laughs) of God, independent thinkers. And God's role in our life is to do the exact opposite of our parents. He wants to bring us from the point of pure independence from him to the point of pure dependence, where we just are looking to him for every answer for every need where we just are humble children at his feet. And that's what he's looking for. So all of these things that he calls us to do, our fierce callings are fierce because they're terrifying. They're way bigger than what we could do by ourselves. And that's exactly where he likes to keep us. Yes. I love that analogy. That was really great how you explained that it was kind of almost a reverse process with the way we are with God and everything. So I love that. That is so encouraging. So tell us about how you implement that and encourage women to walk in their calling because you're called to encourage women to complete and walk in whatever God is calling them to do and help equip in that way. So what are some of those ways that you do that, Marnie? Well, I want to start right here with Everybody hold up your thumb. (laughs) And then when you're holding up your thumb, just look at that one inch rectangle on the face of your thumb, not your nail side, but the other side there. Mm -hmm. And that, that thumbprint is so unique to you in the entire world that it could convict you of a crime in a court of law, that little one inch part of your body. Mm. Now, what's amazing about that is that that's how unique you are overall. You are that unique completely and nobody else is supposed to do life like you and you're not supposed to do life like anybody else. God is actually really, really excited about getting to know you and you getting to know him and worshiping him in the way that only you can do. Hmm. So as I train women, and I've got all kinds of resources at my website, including a full coach certification program called Success Principles Intensive that trains coaches how to teach these principles to other people. But the bottom line is that there is nobody like you. And if you aren't living full out by faith in God, then the world is missing out on what God created for you to bring to the world. And we need you. We need you to live live that crazy fierce calling all the way out from your top of your head to the tips of your toes Mm -hmm. with every bit of 
might that you have. I mean, there's verses in the Bible that say that we're supposed to love and follow the Lord with all of our might. Well, it's not just a passive, I'll go to church on Sundays most weeks. You know, it's really so much more than that. It's right down to the core of us. Yes. Yeah. I love how you explain that whole thing. And I can just see the fire in you and the light in you. That is just your passion. You're passionate about allowing that message to just be shared with women and encouraging them that they can walk. I think what's so amazing is that everybody's got those passions. They're just different from each other. Mm. No, No two of us have the same passions, but if you dig deep with God in prayer, He's going to show you, you know, you're always passionate about blank. I was just talking to somebody the other day and she's like, you know, I was praying and she'd written a book about making cookies, these special cookies that she makes. And she's I was like praying, what can I do right now during this racial unrest? What can I do? God, what can I do? And he just communicated to her that she could take some cookies to the police station. Now, how cool is that? And I would have never thought of that in a million years. But you know what? If the people who are supposed to do that are doing it, all of us don't need to be doing it. It would be redundant. Right. He just needs one of us to do one job and do the job that he's assigned to us. Yes. And I am just amazed about how many books that you have written. And I would love if you could share a little bit about some of those books and where your heart was when you were writing those. Sure. So the first book that I wrote, I didn't expect to write a book. I actually went to the library and I interlibrary loaned 200 books on the subject because people were asking me, how do you do that? And that's where all my books came from is the question, how do you do that? Mm. And I just thought, I'm sure that someone is doing what I'm doing. And nobody was, I couldn't in 200 books, find any books that were telling people how to do what I was doing the way I was doing it. And even more, uh, Doris, it was kind of funny because I would, some of the books I read were not very well written. And I thought, you know, I could probably I could probably do better. And so I was encouraged to just go ahead. And so crazy, my first book was a kitchen shortcuts, it's called. And it's how to get out of the kitchen quick and serve guests meals that are really great quickly and for less expense. And so that's the first book I wrote. And that went right away to a New York publisher. And I just, God just did that for me. And then after that, um, I've written several other how-to books. I've written a scavenger hunt handbook, as well as then uh, the more recent books that I've written are uh, women's Bible study books. One, the first in the series was called Feeling Loved, and that's how to connect with God in the minutes you have, because ladies would say to me, how do you find time for God in your life? And I didn't understand the question, because it's (laughs) like, uh, how do you not find time for God in your life? I don't know. But anyway, so I wrote the book about how I do it. And then the second one that goes in that series is called Flow Through Vessel, Mm -hmm. because um, a lot of us think that we're supposed to be, you know, the doing really good things for God. Mm. But the reality is that God knows that we can't do his stuff without him. So yeah. it's like a straw. And instead of us being the soda or the water, refreshing water in the glass, we're the straw. And all that's supposed to happen is that we remain in the liquid, the refreshing water of the word in Jesus Christ. And then other people actually literally suck on our lives and they get whatever we're in. So if we're in toxic stuff, when, when others suck on our lives, that's what they're getting. When we're into a lot of selfishness and self doing stuff without God on our own, that's what they're getting. But when we're submerged and just completely full of Jesus, then when we speak and when we love, that's what they're getting. 
And so it's so beautiful because if we live like this, if we truly comprehend it, then we never run out. The yeah. only time we ever run out is when God's done with us in that particular ministry or, or arena. Mm-hmm. And then he'll let it run dry because he's ready for us to move on. Mm. Love that analogy. And I can just visualize the glass. Well, and in that book, that book is so fun because I've got tons of analogies. Like I use <laughs> both corrective lenses as well as sunglasses. I was blind. I had, I was past four, 420 vision. I was to what they call count finger. They would just put their fingers up 20 feet away and say, can you see how many fingers I have up? That's how blind I was. And so when I had LASIK surgery, then I went from being completely blind almost to having 20, 20 vision. It was a three minute surgery. Mm. I asked the doctor a clarifying question after the surgery. And he thought I was criticizing the result. He said, well, it's not a miracle, you know. And I said, well, pretty close. (laughs) Yesterday I was blind and today I can see. Right? (laughs) You know, what are you going to call a miracle? To me, that's a miracle. (laughs) But uh, when we put a pair of corrective glasses on, a person who's basically blind goes from looking at the world and seeing it all fuzzy and confusing to looking through this pair of corrective glasses and seeing it perfectly. Mm. All of a sudden, everything is crystal clear. I can see who I'm looking at. I can read signs. It's just the most amazing thing. And that's what we are supposed to be for the people around us. Mm. We are supposed to bring the perspective of Jesus Christ to the conversation and change things from just overwhelming and terrible and confusing to crystal clear and exciting and bright and vibrant. And there's so many ways that we are flow through vessels for God. I I love that book. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All the books you were describing, like, you know, even the shortcut ones, that is amazing because as women, we might not actually have the gift of hospitality, but we want to. And so right. all the little shortcuts and things and helping to have more yeah. community. Well, and that's what I love about that. Um, the fall holiday mm-hmm. shortcuts program is so cool for that because all of us really want to be wonderful mothers and hosts and siblings and all that at the holidays. And because of the extra stress that the holiday season brings us, a lot of us fail, but we either fail along the way somewhere we lose it, or we make it all the way to the end and then we lose it. And so what happens, you know, so many women, and I wrote it because so many women were actually literally get sick after the holidays. Mm -hmm. They have pushed so hard all the way through that then they find themselves sick in bed. And you know what, there, it does not need to be this way. I was, uh, uh, when I wrote it, I was managing a, a 12,000 square foot retail store that our family owned and a restaurant at the same time, plus womenspeakers.com all simultaneously. And so I would have to get to whatever you want to say every year, I would have to decorate this whole 12,000 square foot store for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned is I learned some really huge strategies for saving time. The first Christmas we had after we bought our first business, our Christmas tree stood in the living room. My husband put the lights on it. It had no decorations the entire holiday season until someone gave me an ornament and I would open it. I would walk over to the tree and I'd stick it on the tree. (laughs) That's what I had time to do. And you know, I just thought, Doris, there must be a better way than this. Yes. That's so cute. I love that. So, so I have uh, I have worked and learned a lot of strategies and incorporated a lot of things that God had already taught me. And so I love to share those with other women who get overwhelmed during the holidays. Yeah. And it's nice to know that we need to share those things because sometimes we just 
do stuff and we just do it and we don't realize that what we're doing can actually help someone else do something better or more efficiently and save them from like collapsing at the end of the season. I know when I talk with women about scaling back and being a little bit more simplified during the holidays. And I said, you know, because it's in our DNA that we're the director of navigating amazing. That's what our title is. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. So (laughs) y'all, you need to get Marnie's book. Okay. So just go right on there and get it. So I know I'm going to, because I love that whole thing about being able to be more present and being able to give more. And we can't do that when we're just totally wiped out, you know, or running on empty. Shoot. A sports coach that I follow, one of the things that he found research to prove was something he said he always knew, but the research proved it out that the highest level accomplishing athletes have about half the thoughts going through their head per day than the average person. And he said the reason is because they're staying very present in the moment most of the time, whereas most people are living a lot in the past, worrying a lot about the future and not spending very much time at all in the present. And when you said that, that made me remember that, that if you really want to be giving your all to God in your fierce calling and doing your utmost for his glory, you're going to want to really stay present with him in the moments that he's walking you through. And by doing that, you you don't only bring what you can bring to the table, you bring all of the Godhead with you to the table, to everything you're doing. And it changes the outcome. Yeah, that's fascinating. Especially when there's actual research that backs those things up. I know, I know. know? So that's one of the things somebody told me early on in my, uh, I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a teenager. And early on, someone said, I think what you do best is you stay very present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't realized that that was true of me, but that was just a way that somehow I knew to do that or God showed me how to do that. And it really does make a big difference on how much you can get accomplished. Nice. And what a blessing that is for someone to recognize that. Yeah, it and, is. It's and, helpful when people say, right, out loud. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's called something like naming it. <laughs> it's actually a thing, you know. That we being can... a cheerleader or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's so cute. Well, I loved how you were describing about how you had to decorate the whole store and all of mm-hmm. that. It just reminded me like that would be in a Hallmark movie or something. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what it reminded me of. So when you were growing up, how was that experience in mm. growing in your faith and coming to know Jesus? And- well, I had two very godly, loving parents, which uh, was such a blessing. And in my book, Flow Through Vessel, I talk about God as our father and about how many women, it's true for men too, but I mostly minister to women. So how many women had a bad dad, really honestly, either a bad or a completely gone dad? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that experience. I had like the best dad. I always say I'd arm wrestle anybody that I think I had the best dad in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day I was, after my dad had passed away suddenly of a heart attack, uh, one day I was just praising God for my dad and just so grateful that God was so much like my dad. And wow, Doris, did he convict me in that moment that I was out of line? Oh, I was like, wow. why? And he said, Marnie your dad was awesome, but I am nothing like your dad. I am the perfect heavenly father. Mm. Everything you could have ever imagined in a perfect heavenly father, I am. Mm. And even a great dad just cannot even compare 
with the awesome father we have in God. And so whenever you think about that, however your dad was, just remember that our heavenly father is the ultimate father and he loves you fiercely like nothing you can even imagine. I think it's going to be such a shocking delight uh, to meet him face to face and comprehend at a deeper level just how really amazing he is. Yeah, that is precious. <laughs> that is so precious. And how he just sweetly spoke that like, Marnie. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I teach, I teach women that that's the difference mm-hmm. between conviction and condemnation. Mm. When, when we have condemnation, it says in Romans 8, 1, that when we trust in God, there's no more condemnation ever, none. Mm. But the enemy likes to bring condemnation. Other people like to bring shame and condemnation. And unfortunately, our own brains are very good at condemning us. Very good. That is not God. Right. (laughs) When God convicts, it's this amazing moment of realization that you're hurting them. And in that moment of realization, you also have this strong desire to change. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So you can always kind of dissect between what is God and what isn't God just with that, just, you know, litmus test there. Mm. Yeah, I love that wisdom to help because that is oftentimes what keeps women back a little bit because they're not sure, like, I don't know, is this God? Is this not God? And, you know, when when they hear things like you, you can hear the voice of God, you can discern the voice of God. It is nice to have a mentor like you, Marnie, who can help them through that and to say, well, this is, this is what it would look like or sound like, or yeah, like God would not tell you this or, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So that was, that was actually that woman that you're just describing right there, Doris. That's why I wrote feeling loved because Mm -hmm. so many gals were like, how do you, how do you relate with God like that? I don't have that kind of a close, you know, I I relate with God. Like I relate with you. Yeah. It's a conversation. I'm not just always blabbing my mouth off to God and never hearing (laughs) from him. It's a conversation. That's what prayer is supposed to do. When Jesus went up on the mountain by himself, do we really think that he just went up there and did the prayer list and then came down? Yeah. Oh, he wanted to be by himself because he had some things to talk out with God. And when he stands at the door of our heart, like in, in Revelations 3.20, when he stands at the door of our heart and he knocks, he's asking, may I come in and talk to you about this from my perspective? Mm-hmm. That's what he's really wanting to do. He's just wanting to be part of our everyday lives where we can relax and know that it's okay. We've got this big, strong daddy who's taking care of us. And even if we do something we think he called us to do and it wasn't the thing, he can bring good from it. And so there's just this huge safety net underneath us. We don't have to worry about failing. Yeah, that's beautiful, Marnie. And I love how your books are meeting this need, you know, that women need because they've been asking about it. And so you know that, well, let me just write a book so that everybody can read it. <laughs> so I, I tell you what, I don't write all the books. When people ask me how I do things, I don't write all the books. Like for example, when they want to know about time management, I just say, read the, read the four hour work week. There you go. <laughs> you know I mean? right? There are some, I never wrote a book on homeschooling because there were some really great ones out there. Uh, <laughs> but when there isn't a book that explains it, how I would explain it, Mm-hmm then I've just been called to just fill that gap. That's a great point. It reminds me of when Beth Moore was talking about why she got started writing Bible studies because she didn't see any Bible studies for women 
that were just, you know, specifically geared toward a woman's perspective mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? And so she saw that that was the need and she just started mm-hmm. writing women's Bible studies. And Well, yeah. and she had her very unique way of communicating, mm-hmm. um, that, that we all just love. You yes. know what I mean? uh, and, and so it's, so do you. And so does every listener. You have a unique way of sharing God's love. And maybe it's with hugs and maybe like I'm missing hugging people so bad. I can't even tell you. I'm a hugger. Oh, me too. I'm dying. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, but however it is that God flows through you, his love through you, just do that with your whole heart because it doesn't have to be big and famous. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. I, I write songs and, um, for years I'd written, I'd written several songs and for years I would just sing them by myself to God in my living room. And one day I was singing away one of the songs God had given me. I looked up and I said, this is so weird. How come you give me all these songs? And and when I get a song, it's just so just flows through me. I just hear it in my head and I write it down and then it's done. Mm -hmm. And so um, I said, why do you give me all these songs? And then nobody gets to hear them. I mean, maybe I'd sing them one time at church or something, but I'd be about it. And you know what God told me? He said, he said, Marnie, this is the only place in the universe I can come to hear these songs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Changed changed my whole perspective. I could care less Mm -hmm. if anybody ever heard my songs. Now, since then, many have been published and all that kind of thing. But at the time, it was the lesson I needed to learn. And it's the one I really want to pass on to you. If you're really living for an audience of one, it doesn't matter if other people recognize what he's doing, all that matters is that you know that he knows. <laughs> That's what love is, right? Yes. It's the person who knows you best and loves you most. <laughs> yes, I love yeah. that. That is an amazing nugget right there for your interaction, that personal sweet interaction with you and God and how he just, yeah, there's nowhere else he can go to hear an original Marnie that he actually gave you to write. I know. So what kind of a dad is that? So right? awesome. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. So I love that so much, Marnie. And I know that the listener already is going, where can I get Marnie's books? How can I connect with Marnie? So how can the listener connect with you, Marnie? Yeah, it's super easy. My website is my name, just www.marnie.com. When you first hit the front page, there's a bunch of free stuff right there at the top for you, including a success plan. If you ever start an idea, like you want to write a book or you want to start a podcast or you want to do a ministry or you want to start a business or something like that, the success plan that I give away free on the front page there is what I use with all of my coaching clients to help them get going and make sure they don't leave any opportunities on the table when they're starting a new project. Yep. And then right underneath there, you can learn about the membership. So it's called a mentorship membership and it includes every last thing that I have written and everything's in there, including the success coach certification program is in that. And it's just a small monthly fee and you don't have to join for a whole year or anything. You can come and go as you need things or whatever. But a lot of gals, instead of buying book by book by book, they just go in and do the membership and get it all. Wow. That's a great value to be able to just- It is. And it helps support my ministry and my mission work. So I thank you in advance for considering it. (laughs) Yes. That's wonderful. Well, thank you, Marnie. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Oh, well, it's been so great to be here. And thanks you guys for joining us too. Always fun to be together, however it is that God brings us together. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I always say too. It's like God puts people together. It's just amazing. All the connections, like people that you would have never thought you'd ever talk to. He had it all planned out already. So, and we know that whoever is listening right now, 
was meant to hear what you had to say today. Amen. You know, he just gave you those words. So God bless you, friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. And we'll talk soon. I hope to have you on again. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you were inspired by what Marnie had to say. She taught us so many valuable lessons, one of which is this. We need to share what God teaches us with others and, most importantly, share His love. Didn't you love how Marnie talked about being flow-through vessels? That was so cool. And all of her analogies are so spot-on and help us see life and faith from a new perspective. Her fierce calling is impacting the lives of women worldwide, but her journey began with a single step out in faith. That's how we do it, friend. We take one step with God, then the next, and you know what? Every step matters. You can connect with Marnie at Marnie.com and check out all of her wonderful resources and cool membership program. I'd also love to stay connected with you, so check out DaraSwift.com and hang out for a while. There you'll find free resources like my Fear Fighting Bible Verses and my free ebook, Step Out of Your Doubt and Into Your Calling. Maybe read some of my past blog posts and listen to some previous podcast episodes. They're all in one place, DaraSwift.com. I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week and a 